0: It is a very important day as far as the uniform civil code is concerned. The first state in independent India to actually have a uniform civil code is the hill state of Uttarakhand. Firstly, what does it mean? It means this the same laws for marriage, divorce, and inheritance, irrespective of your religion. No gender difference will be accepted. A son and a daughter are referred to as a child. There will be equal inheritance rights for both men and women. The prohibition of child marriage. No child is to be termed illegitimate. A punishment for treating women as a commodity. Polygamy, halala, triple talaq have been criminalized. And a uniform age for marriage for both genders across religions. Marriages must mandatorily be registered. And there are measures for population control which are being introduced. But let's do a deep dive into this. The Uniform Civil Code, one of the most contentious themes in India's history, has come back with a sharp focus. Any debate on a Uniform Civil Code needs to factor in the core theme of justice and equality in the eyes of India's constitution while acknowledging the heart of the divergence. Different religions, castes, practices, laws and beliefs. So what is a Uniform Civil Code? A UCC refers to a common set of laws governing but not limited to divorce, to adoption, to inheritance, to succession, among a couple of important issues. But what is the fundamental difference between laws? Take a look at how different faiths have developed their personal laws. For example, Hindu personal laws are based on ancient texts, the Vedas, the Smritis, the Upanishads, and modern concepts of justice and equality. Muslim personal laws are based on the Quran, on the Sunnah, the Ijma, and the qiyas Christian personal laws are based on the Bible, on traditions, and on reason. So what are some of the key examples of differences, which is why a uniform civil code has now come into play? Consider this. The Muslim law in India recognizes marriage of a minor who has attained puberty as valid despite the existence of the Prohibition of Child Marriage Act. Christian women are not recognized as natural guardians of their own children under Christian law. Sikh marriage laws lack provisions for divorce, so Sikh divorces are often governed by the Hindu Marriage Act. Adoption laws. Parsis do not recognize adoptive daughters' rights under Zoroastrian practices. The Hindu Succession Act discriminates between heirs of deceased men and deceased women. There needs to be a recognition ...of inheritance rights for children born out of wedlock. That's not been the case so far in most parts of the country. Certain tribes in Meghalaya are matriarchal. They follow a female line of descent. While among certain Nagar tribes, women are not allowed to inherit property. Which brings us finally to the larger political issue. For the BJP, a uniform civil code has always been a top priority. One among, let's say, three... Number one, the construction of a Ram Mandir. That's essentially almost been completed. We've seen the consecration recently. The abrogation of Article 370 in Kashmir, that's done. Will there be a uniform civil code now across India? That's what the BJP wants. Uttarakhand, a state, has introduced it. Rajasthan says they want to. But the goal of the BJP, avowedly, is to have a uniform civil code across the country. Now, in all of this, let's look at one aspect of what's been introduced in Uttarakhand uh, that's come under sharp focus live in couples. Parents need to give uh, permission. Um, parents' permission must be there for an underage couple, number one. Uh, a jail or a fine for not declaring a live in relationship has been introduced. That's deeply problematic. A registration of a live in relationship is now mandatory and there is an official who verifies whether it is a valid live-in relationship. How is that going to happen? Lots of questions. But first, let me go across to my colleague, Nita Sharma, who has just spoken to the Chief Minister of Uttarakhand. Um, Is there a sense now that Uttarakhand is just the first state and that several other BJP states are going to be adopting this?
1: Absolutely, Vishnu. Uh, That's the indication that we are also getting that uh, many states are going to follow this same template, same bill is going to be introduced not only in Rajasthan, but also in Assam. We've already heard the Chief Minister of Assam, Mr. Hemanta Biswas Sarma, saying that uh, they would be adopting uh, UCC which has been adopted by Uttarakhand government. And obviously for Uttarakhand government, that is a good news because uh, they worked, they really worked and uh, consulted many people. We spoke to the Chief Minister, he also gave very many examples but as you were mentioning Vishnu about live-in relationships uh, when I spoke to the Child and Welfare Women Child and Welfare Minister of Uttarakhand her explanation was that it would be it won't be invading privacy and it's a very modern way of looking at things because in Hindi she said agar aap dil khol ke kisi ke to aap Use register bhi karva sakte so that's the explanation that VJP has been giving as far as live-in relationship because when I spoke to youngsters they said that they don't want uh, this kind of moral policing by the state and in fact nobody was also interested in in the UCC laws when I counted the minister the uh, the child welfare minister she said when you bring certain changes like this it's the role of the state which needs to bring in the change changes like the sati pratha was done away with uh, certain laws also as far as Hinduism is also concerned were done away with slowly and slowly it's the uh, it's the duty of the government to bring in changes and that's the reason why this uh, in, this clause has been introduced in uh, in UCC. Short while back, Vishnu, I also spoke to the Chief Minister of Uttarakhand, P- Pushkar Singh Dhami. Listen in what he had to say. Sir, this law is good to tell the rules for the BJP and your government are progressive progressive law. Please tell us
2: देखिए ये समान नागरिक संहिता जहां मातृशक्ति की सुरक्षा के लिए है बच्चों की सुरक्षा के लिए है संपत्ति में उनके उत्तराधिकार को लेकर है भरण पोषण को लेकर है और साथ में बुजुर्गों के लिए भी एक उनके लिए भी आगे सुरक्षा और सहायता वाला कानून है और जो क्रूतियां हैं लंबे समय से जो देश की आजादी के समय से बाबा साहब भीमराव अंबेडकर जिस संविधान सभा में संविधान बनाते समय इसको लागू करना चाहते थे उस समय लागू नहीं हुआ लेकिन संविधान ने इसकी व्यवस्था करी थी आज उत्तराखंड की विधानसभा कोई यह सौभाग्य मिला है हमारे देश के यशस्वी प्रधानमंत्री आदरणीय मोदी जी के नेतृत्व में जब हम 2022 के चुनाव में विधानसभा चुनाव में गए थे तो समय उत्तराखंड की जनता से हमने इस उनके सामने संकल्प किया था कि नई सरकार के गठन होते ही हम इसको लागू करेंगे आज हमारा वो संकल्प पूरा हुआ एक वायदा पूरा हुआ ये देवभूमि कोई सौभाग्य मिला कि जो लंबे समय की प्रतीक्षा थी लंबे समय की मांग थी वो विधेयक वो कानून वो एक्ट आज देवभूमि उत्तराखंड की विधानसभा ने पारित किया है
1: सर रिलेशनशिप्स को एक तरह से उसे क्रिटिसाइज कर रहे हैं बोले मॉरल पुलिसिंग है लेकिन ये क्यों जरूरी समझा कि इसे इंक्लूड किया जाए यूसीसी में
2: देखिए हमारे लिए बच्चों की सुरक्षा बहुत महत्वपूर्ण है और उसको बहुत ही हमने केवल और केवल उनके हितों के लिए उनकी माता-पिताओं की चिंता के लिए और उनकी सुरक्षा के लिए इसका प्रावधान किया और हमारा ये काम भी हम कई बार देखते हैं कि बच्चों के साथ घटनाएं हो जाती हैं बाद में जो है मां-बाप को भी उन कष्टों का सामना करना पड़ता है उनको उन कष्टों का दुखों का सामना ना करना पड़े कोई अनहोनी न हो इसलिए उनकी सुरक्षा बनी रहनी चाहिए इसलिए हमने किया है और ये हमने शुरुआत किया है देवभूमि में और जो भी आगे निकट भविष्य में और जो भी अच्छा कानून में कुछ सम्मिलित करना होगा वो भी हम आगे करेंगे
1: ये कहा जा रहा है कि टेम्पलेट है बाकी पूरे देश के लिए भी ऑलरेडी राजस्थान से भी आवाज उठ रही असम से भी आवाज उठ रही है कि सेम कानून वहां पर लागू किया जाएगा
2: देखिए हमने देवभूमि की जनता के सामने हम चुनाव में गए देवभूमि की जनता ने इस पर हमको अपना बहुमत या अपना आशीर्वाद दिया सरकार में आने का मौका हमको दिया और हमने एक कानून की दिशा में आज हमने इसको विधानसभा में इस विधेयक को पारित कर दिया और देवभूमि ने इसकी शुरुआत की है देवभूमि है हमारा यह गंगा का प्रदेश यमुना का प्रदेश हर जगह देवभूमि चारों धाम आदि कलास अनेक ऐसे देव स्थान हर प्रत्येक परिवार से कोई ना कोई सेना में अर्ध सैनिक बलों में दो अंतरराष्ट्रीय सीमाओं से लगावा प्रदेश है इसके लिए हमने कमेटी बनाई थी ड्राफ्ट बनाने वाली कमेटी ने 233000 लोगों तक पहुंचने का काम किया है 10000 लोगों से सीधे संवाद किया है 43 उन्होंने बैठकें की हैं संवाद के कार्यक्रम किए हैं धर्म जो धार्मिक क्षेत्र के लोग हैं उनके संगठन हैं उन सब बात किए उसके बाद ड्राफ्ट है और वो ड्राफ्ट विधानसभा में पारित हुआ है विधेयक जहां हम इस ड्राफ्ट को राष्ट्रपति जी तक यह जाएगा उनका भी उनकी भी स्वीकृति हमको मिलेगी तो उसके बाद इसको हम एक्ट के रूप में यहां राज्य के अंदर लागू करेंगे हम देवभूमि में लागू कर रहे हैं गंगा मां गंगा यहां से निकलती हैं यमुना जी निकलती हैं मां काली शारदा सरयू अनेक नदियां यहां से निकलकर पूरे देश को अभिसिंचित करने का काम करती हैं जल जीवन दोनों देने का काम करती हैं तो उसी प्रकार से देवभूमि की विधानसभा ने देवभूमि के लोगों ने हमारे प्रधानमंत्री आदरणीय मोदी जी के मार्गदर्शन में एक भारत श्रेष्ठ भारत की कल्पना को साकार करने के लिए एक कदम उठाया है इसको प्रदेश के अंदर पारित किया हम हमारी अपेक्षा होगी कि दूसरे राज्य भी इसको अपने यहां लागू करें
0: ऑलराइट इंडिया उत्तराखंड यूनिफॉर्म सिविल कोड uh, what are the implications of this uh, and what about some of the more controversial elements uh, when it comes to, for example, um, live-in people, partners in a live-in relationship having uh, to get themselves registered. Joining us now, uh, Mihira Sood, Flavia Agnes, Pinky Anand, uh, Zakia Soman um, and Rashid Kidwai. I'd like to thank you all very much for being with us. Uh, Zakia Soman, if we just look at a couple of aspects of what's been introduced in Uttarakhand and this would likely be introduced in other parts of the country as well, if this actually extends. Same laws for marriage, divorce and inheritance. And that there is no gender difference for a son and daughter, both of whom are referred to as a child. I've just picked two points. Uh, Aren't these two points welcome? Because there have been so many problems across the country in so many cases over so many decades in the past.
3: Uh, uh, Definitely, Vishnu. Uh, uh at the heart of uh, the uniform civil code uh, since very inception is gender justice so if, if if that is adhered to definitely it's a it's, it's a progressive measure and uh, 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 as you said in your opening remarks uh, some of the provisions in this bill are really uh, positive and uh, i think it's a it's a good development uh, there are certain problems there again as you mentioned about the live in relationships Uh, that needs to be perhaps thoroughly revisited, but several good measures such as uh, age of marriage being 18 and 21, such as uh, 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 disbarring of bigamy and polygamy for all, such as provision of uh, mutual divorce, such as uh, equal share to heirs irrespective of their being son and daughter uh, in property and in inheritance. So these are some of the uh, progressive measures. And I think uh, uh, if we look at them uh, in the and if if, it, if they are sort of brought out and implemented in the correct spirit, then it will be uh, a progressive uh, and step forward.
0: And yet, Pinky Anand, there are those who would suggest that, given the diversity in our country and the fact that we've got uh, different religions um, uh, with different cultures and traditions, you've got tribes in the in the northeast who have a very different set of beliefs. Um, the existing system where a uniform civil code didn't exist is perhaps more representative of local requirements or different religious requirements. How would you address this common point
4: that's raised? See, uh, I think a lot of these issues have been raised and they're being raised ultimately, I'm sorry to say, but as bogies, Diversity is not stopped. The religious ceremonies are not stopped. The function of the ceremonies, as I said, is one part of it, which becomes part of religion. But how you get divorced, how you go through marriage, these are two different aspects altogether, aside from the ceremonial aspects. So in triple talak, for example, in Shaira Bano, each of these features was considered when triple talak was struck down as unconstitutional and ultraviolet is a constitution. At that point, these were the issues before the court. And the court also considered, frankly, this time it is coming with Uttarakhand as the first state which brings this forth as a legislation, that is one part of it. UCC was long awaited. We just kept holding it off on this ground that there may be more diversity, as it is called. But diversity in what? In human rights, in human relationships, in ensuring justice, in ensuring maintenance, in ensuring alimony, in ensuring adoption, in ensuring uh, equality amongst, for example, children. So each of these features is delinked from other rites, as we call them, they are not circumscribed in any manner. So, whatever the essential, in fact, again, just to put you on terms, in Triple Talak, it is observed that there is not an essential religious practice, uh, custom that is performed, practice that is performed. And therefore, there was essential religious practices are different from ceremonial practices. And that is something that we must keep in mind. You are ensuring what? Equality. You're ensuring the constitutional rights and the article 14, article 15. You're ensuring human rights. A woman has a right, for example, to not be thrown out of the house and said out. For example, again, to take the instance, talak, talak, talak. That doesn't happen. You can't have it happening in today's world. We have done away by law and through judicial process at times, the justice delivery system, away with malpractices that have existed, which have been defended on the ground of either culture or religion or otherwise, but Derogatory uh, situations for women, for men, for children, is something that will not be tolerated in today's 21st century society of India. India has today faced the fact that we have to deal with archaic positions and do away with them. Sure. Uttarakhand has taken the lead. UCC in any case is something which can't be stopped, whether you call it the uniform uh-huh. civil code, or you talk about uniformity, or you talk about prescribed standard which befits human rights in society. That is what the whole context is. Meera
0: Sood, would you agree that this is actually progressive by and large? We will talk about live-in relationships in a moment. But if you look at some of the larger goals, what I didn't mention, for example, mandatory marriage registration, that is something so closely linked with ensuring that spouses have have rights in a relationship, uh, that a marriage is, is, is recognized. You can't just walk out of it. Do you not welcome steps like this or do you believe that, uh, you know, I mean, this is being done for political grounds, as some have said.
5: Uh, Abhishnu, I think both those things can be true. I am somebody who has supported the idea of a uniform civil code for a long time uh, as uh, something that would further the objectives of both gender equality and also secularism, the need to separate religion from governance and the need to um, guard individual liberties and individual liberties with respect to religion, where religion is treated as a matter of individual belief and not you know, something that is governed by community norms or enforced by the community or by parents. Um, You know, so on both these grounds, I think a Uniform Civil Code could have been uh, a path to to further these objectives. Um, I think that many of the things that have been introduced in this Uniform Civil Code, they're not perfect. For instance, there's still no, I mean, I think they retain, for example, some of the, problematic portions that exist in in Hindu personal law today. Uh, For example, why are there different ages, 18 and 21 for marriage between men and women. This does suggest an outdated sort of notion of, you know, gender roles within marriage. Um, Tribal communities have been left out. This undermines the government's argument of Ek Bharat, Sresht Bharat and all the rest of it. Um, And, you know, there there are other anomalies. Um, Grounds of divorce are still limited as they were earlier. Uh, this could have been an opportunity to rectify that and of course you st- I mean this is coming from uh, from a government from a party that still opposes any attempt to outlaw marital rape while claiming to uh you know further the cause of gender equality within the family um i think many of the provisions that you mentioned inheritance um and you know fixing at least the age of 18 um uh, uh as the age of marriage and many of them though i don't May not go far enough, but they are a welcome change. I want to talk about the live-in relationship aspect.
0: Sure, it I'll come not... to you on that, Meera, because yeah. that's going to be uh, a, a bulk of our, our conversation. Yeah, I just uh, want to deal uh, with some of the political aspects of this uh, as well. Rashid Kidwai, um, you know, as far as the BJP is concerned, you know, I mean, you've had uh, uh, Article 370 uh, abrogated in Kashmir. Uh, you've had the construction of the Ram Mandir, uh, and this was a project which has been close to. Uh, the, the BJP, the RSS, for decades, it has been very much at the core of, of their identity. So therefore, it fulfills a certain a political ambition in a sense. Though obviously, uh, it serves a, a social purpose. Would you agree?
6: Uh, yes, Vishnu. Uh, this is a political ploy, and uh, you know the BJP seems very keen to tick uh, the boxes. But uh, certain uh, kind of uh, uh, um, uh safeguards that should have been taken place have not uh, taken place it's very high on optics Sim- one very simple thing i am not a lawyer many of the panelists are lawyers when we say uniform that means it should have been you know covered all communities you cannot exempt one community and other then there is a problem when there is a central laws that govern uh, uh you know uh, the uh, uh, civil matters then the state laws will obviously will not uh uh, being practiced so in, in in nutshell if there is a Hindu code bill and Muslim law has not been codified then perhaps it will be used uh only and only for uh so to say minorities and particularly uh Muslims the Muslim community also do not have that kind of you know informed choice I think uh, uh measures of this nature require a lot of consultation with stakeholders uh the uh, uh the uh, law commission is already doing it and there should have been, if at all, I mean, there is a case for UCC. There should have been a central law instead of state law. What state law is doing is, is creating a hype, uh, anxiety, fear, all kind of things. And so that it's politicized. The politician would speak uh, for and against and the BJP would get some kind of, you know, political dividend as if a particular community, a section of people are not uh, for, uh, you know, uh, gender neutral laws or they do do not believe the supremacy of uh, national laws, etc.
0: I just pinky, Anand, would you like like to respond to that, that there is a larger political uh, perspective over here associated with the BJP which cannot be ignored?
4: I mean, when the government in power is BJP and the government uh, is exercising this legislative choice, To say it is politicized might sound bad, but what is wrong in a political move of such a nature? What is ultimately UCC has been in the making for a long time, even the Constitution and Dr. Ambedkar emphasized that UCC should come into force, not immediately when the Constitution came into being, but should come into force. From time to time, changes have been made in various laws and you've had the Supreme Court sit in judgment over various malpractices in various religions, it's not in one or the other, but there have been in some, some more than the others, maybe minorities also more than the others, but that doesn't change the complexion. You are talking about human rights. And to bring that into perspective, if that is a political move, well, so be it, it's a good move. Are you condemning the move because it has political connotations or are you condemning the move because it is bad? So if you're talking about gender equality, better rights for people, guaranteed rights for people, you're talking about children's rights you're talking about all the possible resources which are available to women. For example, for divorce, as uh, it was said earlier, possibly it could have been a larger perspective on divorce grounds. But that aside, if the move is a positive move, if it is a move that is warranted, in fact, the, I was party to the NCW consultations which took place on the UCC sometime back. Mm-hmm. And it, in fact, almost every cross-section was supporting this. Again, I would share with you that amongst even the minority communities, you will find that the majority section is supporting this commonality and equality of people within that. So you want equality, you want that position. So just to condemn it and put it under the threshold of saying it's political. Well, I frankly don't see what difference it makes. Call it political, call it non-political. It is something that was needed and should have been brought in. When new laws come in, by the way, my belief is we always criticize why it wasn't done in this fashion and why not possibly why we have central law. Of course, the central law is also waiting and wanting to come in. But having said that, a movement which is a positive movement should possibly not be looked at with such spectacles to okay. say it is in a black box.
0: I just wanted to go across to Flavia, uh, you know, Agnes, who's uh, also uh, looked at uh, this, some would suggest a questionable part of what's happened in Uttarakhand. A uh, parent's permission is a must for an underage couple. Uh, there is a jail or a fine for not declaring a live-in relationship. Um, you know, I mean, if, if we are pro-choice and if we in our system believe in the right to choice, then why should parents necessarily be involved uh, in signing off on a live-in relationship, which two consenting adults are a part of? Is that not problematic? Flavia? I think uh, here
7: there is a misconception. Uh, parents' permission is required only if it is an underage relationship, not okay. for
0: an adult relationship. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, not, so that's th-
7: not true. That's not true.
0: Meera, go ahead. Uh, Flavia, I'll come uh, back you to see, you in a second.
5: The, uh, just one second. Uh, the, the Act defines a minor as somebody below the age of 18. And the minimum age for marriage is 18 for women mm. and 21 for men. However, mm. parents' permission is required for a live-in relationship if either party is below 21. So a woman can be between the age of 18 and 21. She is legally permitted to get married without her parents' permission, but she cannot enter into a live-in relationship.
0: Flavia, go
6: ahead.
7: Yeah, um, yeah that's correct. Uh, there, there is the age is 21 uh, for a live-in relationship. I find the entire thing of uh, registering the live-in relationship very problematic itself. And the consent of the parents, etc., extremely problematic. Uh, at the age of 18, uh, the girl is entitled to marry, but she's not entitled, she doesn't have the qualifications to enter into a live-in relationship. The mm-hmm. whole live-in relationship makes the registration, mandatory registration of a live-in relationship, makes it uh, uh, on par with marriage. It's got all the conditions like uh, polo- uh, monogamy and uh, prohibited degrees. Uh, all the other conditions are included here, which I find the entire informality of living in a relationship is negated here, and uh, it seems like a marriage itself, and registration and certificate, etc., to get into it and get out of it, So, which I find <coughs> so problematic. Okay. And the registrar has power to uh, uh, summon the parties or any other person Uh, before it to investigate and verify, for verification.
0: In fact, I wanted to ask uh, uh, Meera a little bit about that. One of the most bizarre parts of this is that there is a registrar who will judge the viability of a live-in relationship.
5: That's correct. How on
0: earth does one do that? I I mean, ask people questions or I mean...
5: Exactly, and the registrar is not somebody who has judicial training or who is actually, uh, you know, qualified really to uh exercise that kind of discretion and it's important here to note that the registrar is not simply registering it is it is not a simple act of registration the registrar has the power to deny permission so it is actually permission and the important thing of course there are certain basic grounds on which permission can be denied by the registrar like minors yes. or polygamy etc but the important thing is where the registrar is of the opinion that consent is vitiated because of undue influence, misrepresentation, etc., including as to a person's identity. And now this sounds innocuous on the face of it, and supporters will say, what's the problem with that? But we know that this is an issue on which, basically, the target is interfaith couples, where parents who object to their daughter's interfaith relationship, consenting interfaith relationship, often raise these false allegations of undue influence to convert, forced conversion, or uh, misrepresentation, hiding their religious identity. We've seen so many of these examples where parents are coming in to put an end to their daughter's consensual interfaith relationship. And that, I think, is the crux of this denial of permission. And further, I think it infantilizes the choice. It claims to be a progressive law to um, further gender equality, but this part on live-in relationships really infantilizes women. It treats an adult woman as somebody who needs her parents' permission to enter into a live-in relationship. Um, and as you said, the most bizarre part is the fact that a complaint can be made to the registrar by any person who has knowledge of any couple living Together, without having registered their relationship, so you are basically opening the door. Whether it is a landlord who will deny your uh, deny accommodation without seeing your papers, whether it is neighbors, whether it is your local religious chapters, or whether it is Romeo squads or any local busybody can go file a complaint, whether or not it is true, you will be harassed, and it is really opening the and the the procedure is that you have to submit a statement to the registrar, the registrar will submit it to the police for investigation as to the genuineness of this live-in relationship. And if any party is under 21, including adult women, um, who are capable of getting married before they turn 21, um, then a notice has to be sent to her parents as well.
0: Yeah, that's great.
5: it It is infantilizing, it is attacking, interfaith couples, particularly… Okay, let me get a
0: reaction to that.
5: …moral policing. So, I just want to say that when we talk of a uniform civil code as promoting the objectives of secularism and gender equality, this particular part of the uniform civil code undermines both secularism and gender equality.
4: Pinky Anand, respond to that. Well, I can say one thing that the purpose of registering live-in relationships Per se is something which possibly is needed. Living relationships have been recognised. They have been living relationships have been given rights under law, which includes maintenance, alimony, residence, uh, as far as the rights of children are concerned. Registration serves a certain purpose in society, so I, I really am not sure that there is any negative connotation to registration per se. The registrar's jurisdiction and all may be yet another matter, but when you are entitling people. That should be taken to be a negative point is something that doesn't appeal to my sense of law and justice as it stands. Because we in the society have been fighting for rights for women and men in a live-in relationship, which is a free, in, in a free society. So if you argue that registration makes it any less so, I, in fact, on the contrary. No, but just to interrupt you for half a
0: second, uh, you yes. can go to jail, mm-hmm. Pinky, if, if, if a, a couple in a live-in relationship... Who do not get themselves registered
5: can may end I just, up in jail may I just interject is that, with is one that point? fair may I just
4: interject
5: with the, one point
4: the that... question the question of registration and of jail is yet another point I think some issues here might need to be relooked at but registration per se as I said is something which I think would only give beneficial situation to live in couples whether the man or the woman or the children from such a relationship because it would establish a relationship which then doesn't need to be proved in the court of law. I think that part of it is something which is separate from possibly the fine, the penalty, the jailing uh, on account of non-registration is something that might need to be looked at because such a, a penalty may not be commensurate with the position. But registration, as I said, is something that I don't think is invasive of privacy or in any manner compromises the position. Uh, okay, I just picky, I'm just rate. interrupting because
0: yeah. I'm running short on time. Zakia has been waiting. I know Mihra has a comment as well. Uh, Zakia, the, the, the point that um, Mihra earlier on made that uh, interfaith couples could be targeted, um, you know, interfaith couples in a living relationship could be targeted using these laws. Do you believe that's the case?
3: So it's not just uh, interfaith couples and intercast couples. What happens when the uniform civil code comes? What happens to the so-called love jihad laws? What happens to you know various uh, uh, anti-conversion laws, which are linked to somewhere you know two people from different faith marrying and coming together? There's a lot of vigilanteism. There is a lot of harassment going on. So what I mean to say is that uniform civil code can be a progressive instrument to take our society forward. But in itself, it can be meaningless unless we address certain social realities, namely the polarization, the lack of harmony, Uh, we can definitely, our society needs to be more inclusive, the kind of hate crimes and hate speeches which are going on. How can we talk about uh, rights of, you know, um, women belonging to the minority community in this kind of a climate. So it has to be legal reform as well as social reform and both come within the purview of the government. Earlier there was a reference uh, discussion about uh, whether uniform civil code is all about politics it can be, uh, uh, it can be about uh, gender equality. It can equally be about politics sure. also. I take that point is... that it
0: can, it can in fact be linked to politics as well. Again, apologies, I'm out of time on this, Meera. I couldn't come back to you on this. Uh, but you know, it's 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 one step forward, perhaps several steps forward. But this part of it, of live-in couples being under the lens, is that a step back, um, that really needed to have been avoided.